number 115. It's no free will off the cuff number nine. What, what happens is I like to do these off the cuff shows every once in a while that are unformatted. Um, I don't know what I'm going to say. Sometimes I think a bit in advance of what I might want to say. But I do these shows like one because like it's kind of interesting to kind of just like think this stuff through extemporaneously, you know, see what I come up with. And the other, it's kind of like, so you get an idea of what it is like to not have a free will. Like, I don't know what I'm going to be saying a moment from now, okay? I will only know what I'm saying as I say it, okay? Maybe like, maybe a thought will come into my mind a, a moment before, a few seconds before, and that'll give me an idea. But, but that's how our mind is, that's how our world is, and it's amazing. All right, so like, as I'm saying this, the thought is coming to my mind that I was thinking about this before and I was thinking actually a few minutes ago, about a minute ago, the thought came to my mind that, well, you know, in my life, you know, when things are going like, well, um, you know, I feel good, I feel content, satisfied, whatever, I don't think about this issue of free will as much as I do when, like, I'm not satisfied, you know, like when I'm not satisfied about the way things are going or stuff like that. Because that's when I say to myself, like, you know, because what happens is, all right, when you understand, when you begin to understand that nothing in this world is up to us, and this doesn't just include human will, this includes, like, God, every, every motion, every bird that flies, every car, every... Every particle, every, every drop of rain, every, every gust of wind, everything that happens is happening in a kind of like a clockwork mechanistic progression that it's moving from moment to moment. It's, everything is predetermined. You know, everything is happening in a destined, predetermined manner. You know, when, when, you, when you realize that, you know, you start to ask yourself, all right, fine. You know, life is life is a, is just an amazing movie, you know, that we're all deluded about because because we don't have no choice <laughs> choice about this. The universe deluded us about this, just like it deluded us before about um, about the world being flat and the world being motionless and the and the sun revolving around us. Okay, the universe does this for whatever reason, but um, but that's the reality. We don't, you know, we're not in control of anything. And like, so then, you know, fine, if things are going well, who cares, okay? <laughs> you, know, you know, the universe is being good. But it's those times that things are not going well, then, you, you know, I find myself asking me, why? Why would the universe like, you know, like, all right, the universe is kind of like God. I mean, like, I kind of like was raised theologically and like, and also like, the universe scientifically is kind of like a thing, okay? It's like this big bang thing with particles, molecules, atoms, and all this stuff and forces. And it's kind of like impersonal, you know, like, because we human beings are persons, we're people, we have this kind of like a personal quality to us. Because of that, I kind of like to, I equate God with the universe. In other words, if, if everything that's happening now is the logical, causal, result of the Big Bang, then it's like the universe is all-powerful. I mean, one of the definitions of God is that God is all-powerful. God is omnipotent. 
So if that's the case, all right, so the universe is God. But the question is like, you know, why, why would God, um, why would, why would God create pain? It doesn't make sense. I mean, this is like for me, like pain is kind of like a, a kind of theme in my life. Um, many years ago, back in 84, I, um, I was trying to like help with a global poverty problem. I, I came up with this, this idea that unfortunately hasn't been used so very much, but it's basically the idea when we buy products from, from companies, we could either buy them from rich companies where all the money goes to the rich and they have too much money as it is already, or we could buy them from companies that tell us on their product labels that if you buy this product from us, we're going to donate 100% of the profits to some worthy cause like you know, ending global poverty. And I remember, like, when I first came up with the idea, I, I started telling people about it. They told me about uh, Newman's Own, that Paul Newman was actually doing this, you know, um, donating 100% of its, his profits from his products, you know, to, to different charities. And um, once I realized that, I used his, his company as an example because, like, because people would say to me, well, you can't, you know, you can't run a business and give away all your profits to products you know, to any cause, right? It just doesn't work like So anyway, Newman's Own is an example that you can. I think he's already donated over 300 million to, to many um, many charities. Anyway, so like, so poverty was a major theme and still is um, in my life. Then before this show, I, I created a happiness show. Uh, did about 138 episodes. And it's because it's like happiness, we're hardwired. It's not up to us. We're hardwired to seek pleasure and avoid pain. That's what we do. Anything we do, that's all we do. Like sometimes we'll like, if you run a marathon, if you're a runner, well, you're doing that because you predict that that's run, that running is going to re result in more overall pleasure than pain. In other words, it's going to give you that runner's high, and you're going to feel better, and you're going to feel healthier physically, mentally, and all that. So sometimes we put ourselves in painful situations, but it's for a trade-off of greater pleasure. But uh, generous, all right, so like we're like, you know, we're hardwired. So then, you know, with the happiness shows, how to teach people to become happier. All right, so it's about pain. I mean, I've known this for a long time. And so like what I can't understand, and, you know, because, all right, I've been doing this show for, um, I don't know, this is like um, for two years, over two years now. And like, I get why free will is an illusion. I get the different ways of understanding and explaining why free will is an illusion. I get the implications of, of free will be, being an illusion. But so now my mind naturally goes to, fine, all right, nothing is up to us. Who is it up to? What's it up to? You know, and I, then I say God, the universe, whatever. And then my, my question is like, let's say you were God, okay? Let's say you had a universe to create and you could just, I mean, if you're God, if you're the universe, the Big Bang, I would, I would imagine, I would hope you can create whatever you want. Now, having said that, again, this is like, these thoughts are just coming into my mind. So like, you know, I, I kind of like, um, all right, having said that, the, the, you know, the idea of a beginning to everything transcends logic. In other words, like the Big Bang is the beginning of our scientific understanding of the universe. That's the first natural event over which we have any kind of knowledge. 
okay um, but you know we know that you know the Big Bang is the entire universe all these like hundreds of billions of galaxies galaxies each containing hundreds of billions of stars all this stuff and the space and everything was compressed to a singularity about the size of a pea now imagine how much energy it would take to compress all that stuff into that small size imagine imagine um imagine um i'm glad i ordinarily i don't have a like a, a monitor here in the, in the studio i usually turn it off but i'm glad i turned it on because i just like noticed my my collar or whatever see if i had a free will i wouldn't or whatever but anyway so like all right so the universe is like this singularity the size of a pea but we we know that all this stuff you know all this reality just didn't begin you know at the big bang 13.7 billion years ago there there must have been trillions quadrillions gazillions of of, of years you know before the big bang presumably right so like and the idea is like you 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 kind of like when you posit that all right they must have started at some time you know you, you end up saying to yourself well, wait a minute like how could it have started sometime because there must have been something before that because whatever it was in whatever you might consider to be a beginning you, you say to yourself it couldn't have just arisen out of nothing it had to have existed so anyway this whole reality is eternal and so like you know some, sometimes when explaining process of causality i say that like everything that we're doing right now is the process is the result of the process of causality that began with the big bang i just use that as a kind of convenient explanation that it began at the big bang you know to explain you know our, our why we don't have a free will but again so like you know so if if the universe you know didn't have a beginning was eternal who knows it, it's hard to like to kind of like answer this question but you know notwithstanding you know i don't know the, the question becomes like why would why would a universe and let's say in god the universe why would the universe evolve pain it just doesn't make sense pain is like pain is an unpleasant experience and like as human beings we're like hedonic creatures again we're hardwired to seek pleasure avoid pain and the the irony of this is like we didn't make ourselves this way you know we were created it wasn't up to us to enjoy pleasure and not enjoy pain so again if you're this universe whether it's eternal you know whether it had a beginning whether you call it god or, or whatever in my mind what i'm going through now why would the universe create pain i mean if, if there was no pain i wouldn't be doing this show because because like i because like basically the reason i'm doing this show is because like i understand that this free will belief with all its judgment and blame and guilt you know all this attribution that comes from the belief from the mistaken belief creates pain a lot of unnecessary pain so um but again the basic question is like why would the universe create a species of, of creatures and that's not just us it's other animals it's fish it's you know who knows what other you know how far down in the evolutionary chain um you know organisms can experience pain but um you know why would that be 
and um, this isn't really so much about free. It is about free will, because like that's what I'm trying to explain is like fine. We know, I know, I hope, hopefully, you know by now that free will is an illusion. So nothing is up to us. Who, what is everything up to? And again, you know, it doesn't really matter who or what everything is up to, because the, the essential question in our life is is always like, well, how to avoid pain, how to seek pleasure. Okay, so all right, so let's let's explore this from another angle. Um, even though it was compelled um, f by causal forces that span back to at least the Big Bang, you know, presumably before life evolved, you know, over the last I think two or three billion years. The planet is about four billion years old, and then life evolved. You know, I think single-celled organisms, bacteria, different kind of like, you know, these. And, and before that, there were the basic elements, but I don't think you can call them alive. But anyway, my guess is like that these, these bacteria, even the bacteria we have today, the, um, the viruses, the, uh, the single-celled organisms, you know, I don't think they feel pain. I really don't. I think they may be like, you know, if like you have them in a Petri dish and part of it is like warm and part of it is cold, they may gravitate toward the cold or the warm part. Who knows? They may do certain things, but I'm, I don't think they feel pain, all right? <laughs> so I, I hope that plants don't feel pain, you know, because like, you know, that would be pretty horrible to just like be eaten alive, whatever. <laughs> but, but all right, so like the, the idea is like the pain is evolutionary. What I'm trying to say is like there was a certain point in the evolution of life on the planet where no organism felt, I guess, either pleasure or pain. A lot of people will say, well, you can't have pleasure without having pain. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. And the reason I say that is because like, I mean, that might be true in, in theory, but, but when I confront that question, I, I say to myself, um, all right, like there's light and there's darkness in the universe. And so like you could put, let's say, an organism, you know, a bacteria, you could put a plant, whatever, in a box that's completely sealed so there's no light, so it's existing completely in darkness. Or vice versa, you can have a, a, an organism that feels complete light that isn't complete light with no darkness. So what I'm trying to say is fine, there may not be pleasure without pain and pain without pleasure, but that doesn't mean to say that an organism cannot exist in just pleasure and no pain, or pain and no pleasure, God forbid, whatever. And actually, that's this prospect forms our basic belief, our Judeo-Christian belief, Buddhist belief, Hindu belief, I think, perhaps, in the afterlife. You know, we think, you know, that uh, to the extent we're good, and, you know, most of us think we're good, I guess, or um, that we're going to go to this place where that everything is like blissful, that everything is paradise, that we're, we're good all the time, you know, and it's like, so, so, I mean, what I'm trying to say is like, for this, um, for the afterlife, when, when we ask ourselves about the afterlife, we conclude that, um, yeah, yeah, in, in the afterlife, I can conceive of, of everyone like being like angels or whatever, living complete bliss, but it's impossible in this world. All right, fine. So, like, so, you know, basically what I'm trying to say is, like, we can conceptualize living, you know, at least not in this form, but in another form, in a completely blissful ex existence, which is really our goal, because that's, again, we seek pleasure, avoid pain. So the question becomes, 
you know, what was in the universes in God's mind to have created pain to begin with, or at least to, to create organ to have created organisms that that um that began to experience pain? And I haven't researched this that much, but um but I imagine you know, like I'm trying to like I'm trying to wonder how far back in the uh, evolutionary chain of life you have to go to come to the first organism that was capable of physiologically experiencing pain. I don't know. Anyway, so like this this talk of pain is getting painful. <laughs> so so but this is like this is what I think about. Um what else am I thinking about? Okay. All right, now all right, this is the perfect example. I my mind, my unconscious kind of like told me that, that it didn't want to like continue talking about this because it was feeling, feeling painful or whatever. And now I'm thinking about, well, what am I going to talk about? I've got about 10 more minutes on this show. And this is an off-the-cuff. Whenever this happens, you know, the first thought is, well, I can talk about why this, hap- this is happening because I've done this before. This is my ninth, you know, off-the-cuff episode. And ordinarily, <laughs> when this happens, the first thing I talk about is, see, this is the perfect example of why I don't have a free will. If I had a free will, I would know exactly what to talk about, you know, at every moment of, of every day. Okay. Um, why, all right, why don't people, I, I think what I want to talk about is, is how people, why people don't get this. I mean, you can't blame people. You can't, you know, again, nobody has a free will. So if you get this, it's not your doing. You know, it's not up to you that you get it. Get it. If you don't get it, it's not up to you that you don't get it, okay? But, you know, but I mean, this is so basic. This is so basic. Causality, the, the, the principle of causality, everything has a cause. That is the complete explanation of why we don't have a free will and it's so basic it's like if any decision we make has a cause and if everything has a cause the cause of our decision has to have a cause and the cause of that decision has to have a cause and the cause of that decision has to have a cause and these causes this chain of cause and effect is going moment by moment back in time you know because i'm explaining this momentarily the causes right and you can explain it in terms of like the state of the universe you know, at the moment prior to your decision is what can completely be described as the cause of your decision, and the state of the universe before that completely caused that and ever and all that. So, like, this is a this is a very very simple concept. You know, you ask anybody who believes, you ask anybody, does everything have to have a cause? Most people say yes. Some people will say, well, no. In quantum mechanics, some things are indeterministic. That's a mistaken interpretation of determinism you know the quantum level i don't i don't want to get into this (laughs) the idea is like everything has to have a cause and the other i mean the reason i don't want to get into it also there i don't have to is because like when somebody if you ask somebody well if everything has a cause and they say no then you know if if what we're thinking saying and doing doesn't have any causes it's uncaused we can't say it was caused by a free will. We can't say we're causing it. It doesn't have a cause. Okay, so again, why don't people get this? And like, you know, the first the first inclination for people who believe 
they have a free will especially is kind of like the whole people responsible what what is the matter with people that don't get this but like you know again the more you you you, you work with this you think about this the more you say to yourself what is the matter with the universe <laughs> that doesn't allow people to get something so fundamentally basic i mean it's in, it's incomprehensible it's incomprehensible i mean the universe i mean and, and why don't people get this there there's certain explanations i've done shows about this one is that um we're conditioned we're compelled it's not up to us we're conditioned to to like to feel that things are up to us in other words the universe compelled this delusion the universe is making us feel this way because the universe makes us want to like feel proud of what we do feel responsible for what we do the universe compels us to not want to feel like we're robots or puppets or automatons um i don't know all right but the the, the thing is now that like for whatever reason the universe has decided that the time is ripe for humanity to overcome this illusion this delusion it's not the first time the universe has done this like the universe you know a while back had us believe that we were like that the first man was created from a clump of clay and that god ripped a, you know um, a rib from from this first guy adam and created the woman first woman that way i mean that's what we believed now we understand no that's not the way it happened okay and um so like you know so the universe has kind of like changed our idea of who we are different times in history um and apparently it it is decided you know it's not up to me this this show my meetup this let me tell you something this issue has been known about since the late greeks you know about 300 AD saint augustine um at least in the christian tradition coined the term free will the stoics um greek stoics had they had a different kind of conception of free will than we do but um but they kind of explored it but anyway at least for hundreds of years um this has been debated but it's generally been debated by philosophers and so for the first time ever in the history of the entire world because of my meetup you know like i i created this meetup in manhattan um on april 7th 2010 and i you know i live here in white plains but i created it in manhattan because i knew that if if it was listed in manhattan in the meetup like you gotta understand meetup is a, a pretty big site and while there's about 1.5 million people who live in manhattan i know from experience that people who go to these meetups like the one that i hold in manhattan i've, I've held, held like 42 events so far you know one each month i know that the people who go to these events come from the whole tri-state area the whole new york city metropolitan area which which includes 22 million people okay within like a I don't know, 25, 50 mile radius of Manhattan, whatever, and they get they get in there by train, whatever. So anyway, I knew that like, so what happens is like, I knew that like to have a meetup, you know, listed in Manhattan because that's where I listed it, that's where I have it, you know, people, you know, from New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, maybe Pennsylvania, even 
looking for a meetup in Manhattan, they may not join our meetup. Our meetup currently has about 180 members or so, but you know they would like if they're looking for a meetup. That the the listing. So this is like the third show. My my caller should have been here, but there's threatening show. I'm I'm running out of like mind. The the listing um, is is seen by um, it's got to be seen by thousands of people every day. You know they're looking for a meetup. They don't again. They run across it. They they have a screen of let's say ten different meetups, and then then will find one there but then I see another one so anyway that's so the universe like had me do this it wasn't my choice and then the universe had me had make this show and the universe had me um meet my co-host Anel who then I convinced to produce the Manhattan show we so basically the universe has decided that that now is the time for humanity to begin to overcome this illusion of free will and it's not going to happen overnight because like you know nothing ever does but but this is pretty cool, you know. The, the universe chose me to get this whole ball rolling, and it's pretty cool. Um, but then you know, all right, you ask yourself, so why did the universe? Why does the universe want humanity now to understand that free will is an illusion? Um, I would guess it has to do with climate change. Um, climate change is very threatening. It's going to be with us for decades. Um, if we're going to avoid unavoidable or um, irreversible climate change where the, where, the, um, where the planet gets hotter and hotter regardless of what we do, we have to um, reduce the, um, the percentage of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere from... Um, it's got to be below 2% of what they were over pre-industrial levels and in order to get there we have to reduce our greenhouse gas emissions by about 80 90 percent by 2050 <laughs> and and not only we're not reducing we're we're kind of like we've got a minute we've got um we're actually by one or two percent each year increasing our emissions so anyway, it's going to be a hugely challenging future. And I think the universe is saying, well, you're going to have a lot of challenges. It's going to be much better. You're going to approach these challenges much more civilized, in a much more civilized way. If you stop fighting with each other, stop blaming each other, understand you got a problem, deal with it. But without this attribution and this blame and guilt that free will belief creates. That's my guess. I don't know. All right, well, that's all we have time for today. Like, um, check out my website, Exploring Illusion of Free Will, causalconsciousness.com. You'll see all these episodes, except I haven't uploaded the most recent, like, 20 for whatever reason. God, you know, the universe makes me do things, doesn't. All right, anyway, so, like, all right, so I'll be here with my co-host, Anel, next week. <laughs> have a good day. Thanks. Bye.